Hello. We're back. Welcome to back. To glee or not to glee. We're excited because the most exciting episode of Glee Mm-mm. is here. <laughs> oh, we're jumping right in. Okay. No, no, okay. I was going to say, how are you doing, Jasper? How's it going? Oh, wait, I'm doing great. We can always check in. I am yeah. doing great. It's October. It yes. October. Yes. You might be hearing this in like November. We'll see. Yeah. Ooh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but either way. Oh, from the past or from the past. From the past. From the past. Hello from the past. We are here. Um, have no fear. Halloween is near. Uh, um, what do you feel about Halloween? I I mean, this is an endless topic, especially those of us who grew up in church culture, conservative. I was about culture. to say there's a bunch of different ways of talking about like here here is where i am with halloween okay lay it down (laughs) as a person who was always a performer and appreciated a good costume halloween is a dream if you love any type of performing acting you're gonna love halloween for dressing up yeah you get to be a character yeah i understand the origins i get it i've seen it there's scary things there's demon-esque thing well it's pagan like it it is in its history it is a pagan holiday yes yes but i'm not pagan so (laughs) i feel like it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i guess the question is is it appropriation Mm. Mm. (laughs) maybe maybe we should do a little more research on the history of halloween no, we have to stop just wearing colors in general because everything's wrong. You um, you enjoy trick or treating, dressing up, decorating the season. Yeah, it's it's just it's an enjoyable holiday, right? Yes, we trick or treat it together too. Yeah, right? I was about to say yeah. we've done a couple of Halloweens together in our in our internship years, and I yeah, I loved I love Halloween. I mean, I I'm what 28 and I you are I think so (laughs) yes I'm 28 (laughs) I'll be 29 next year uh and like I the only Halloweens I regret are the ones where I didn't dress up like just straight up like yeah no for real like there was there's one Halloween in college I think it was like freshman or sophomore year where I was like I'm too old for this I shouldn't dress up it's it's too hard to think of a costume, which it's really not. Just pick something. Um, and I, I, all I did was I took a piece of blue tape. I put it on my shirt and I wrote error 404 costume not found, which is like a computer reference of like, oh, yeah, it's, like, it's fine. There's like a little effort in there, but like it was so lame and I regretted it. And I wish I'd actually dressed up and <laughs> allowed myself to have fun instead of worrying about what other uh kids slash young adults my age were doing so well here's the thing i I think i mean any effort is effort um sure you know that old gag of like this is my halloween costume shirt over it um (laughs) have you seen people make like a sims like a green diamond that they put on like a headband yes i I think that's really cute that is actually pretty true that's a that's more thinking than a t-shirt that says costume right so (laughs) 
So you're right. Yeah. But overall, I like dressing up. I like putting on wigs. I try to put on one every year or do something fun with my hair. Um, And no, I still want to be a. Anyways, so. Wait, Wait, where was I going? What? I'm so confused. Oh, we need to move on. Okay. Remember, okay, do you remember, um, so our first Halloween Possibility Project, we went trick-or-treating, we actually took um, some kids of our friends, and we we took them trick-or-treating around their neighborhood, I had dressed up as, I didn't really do, I didn't wear, like, a costume costume that year, I'd worn, I did, like, a pop art makeup look. Which was genius, she did phenomenal, I was literally trying to find the picture, and and you, all I remember is that you were in a blonde wig. And I don't remember what you dressed up as. Okay, so that year I just kept wearing blonde wigs because I was really yeah. wearing blonde wigs. You were it was like it was like a punk rocker type vibe. I don't know if you're actually like someone in general or if you're just trying to catch a vibe. I think like, I I came from it. I came from my job and that's true, right. I, I don't know what job it was for me to be kind of dressed up and then Was it your your nanny job? No, because that wouldn't make sense. Why was I dressed up for my nanny job? Because it's Halloween and it's fun to wear a costume all day. It was I was a different job. I think at that time it was like a different job or something I had to do beforehand. That was something. Sure. So I kept the outfit on. Uh-huh. No, I changed and then I had the wig and I just put it on and I was just like, I don't know what I am. Yeah. But I'm in a wig and everything is good. (laughs) Yeah, I've had wig phases. I really appreciate a good wig, especially, look, wigs, you can become a different person. And my ladies understand, especially women of color, my fellow women who understand (laughs) a good wig is real fun. (laughs) It's a lot of work. Lot of, work. a lot of work if you if yeah. you wear it correctly i've seen a bad wig have you seen a bad wig? uh yes i have <laughs> uh, but but I'm, I'm not gonna pass judgment because i don't wear wigs and i don't i mean you, you can know pass you know i almost we talked about this 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 is this we should have saved the wig talk for our next episode <laughs> but uh <laughs> But I mean, I remember you asking me because I lost my hair in 2020. You're like, are you going to yeah. wear wigs? And yeah. I was like, ooh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love being bald. Like, I didn't like why I was bald, but like, I love the feeling of I literally don't have anything to do. Like, I'm I'm ready to go. There's nothing to worry about. I don't even have to look in the mirror. I know that I look the same. So that was fun. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Hmm. But... So next, we should have saved the wig talk for the next episode, but that's okay. Yeah. We can talk about more wigs next time, too. Wigs deserve um, more attention. So if you like wigs, you've come to the right place. If you you also probably know more about it than we do. <laughs> yeah, but if you well, don't. Definitely, if definitely me. Um, if you don't like wig talk, it's okay. Just don't wig out on us. Oh! I never, never like that joke, either. Like but, that. um... <laughs> Anyways, here we are, episode nine. Episode ten. Wait, episode nine of us or episode ten? Episode nine of us, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yes, so this episode is called Ballad. And before Jasper and I started recording, 
we 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 just want to preface that this is probably one of the worst slash saddest episodes of glee especially yeah. for the first season yeah um so if you don't like this episode we're, we're right there with you we don't really love it either but it's an important episode it but... is really it has got a lot of plot development in it that's for yeah. sure yeah um but we'll so do you want to walk us through the plot or do you want me to uh i can walk y'all through the plot all right that'd be great so the plot you know here we are we're at ballot basically what happens is that <laughs> is everything not right okay the glee club splits into pairs to sing ballads to each other yes. and basically what I, I enjoyed about this is that a lot of the people how they picked names weren't necessarily like their names it was like the other asian or like yeah. some defensive stuff and i was like what and it sounded like it would come from like sue sylvester yes but it was coming from mr shoe or was it sue sylvester did the names and it was their activity that they coded well, jane lynch wasn't in this episode so it couldn't no. have been sue so someone someone, <laughs> someone spoke insensitively to, to they all did. these people they yes. did so, so everyone's paired up, da 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 da, and I guess one of the big plot points, which is like uncomfortable but kind of relatable, is that Rachel doesn't necessarily have a partner, and she ends up being paired with Mr. Shu, yeah, which causes one of those uncomfortable teacher-student crush situations, and that was half of the episode: Rachel falling for Mr. Shu. And getting, just based on talent, just on just on his singing, not yeah. not really how he looks, because she doesn't really think about or share about what he looks like until because she's yeah. so she's so talent based. That's like why she liked Finn in the first place was because he could sing. Absolutely, and and then on the other side of this too is Quinn is getting exposed. Uh, people are starting to find out about her pregnancy outside of the Glee Club. Yeah. And, and those, uh, those were the two battles. Yeah, and we find that Quinn is Quinn is also like questioning, like, should she even like give the baby up? She starts wondering if she could keep the baby, if yeah. um, maybe give the baby to you know uh, Terry, who is still lying to Will Schuster mm -hmm. about being pregnant Her at all. Phantom. Magnet. Yeah. And actually, so of the people who find out that Quinn is pregnant this episode, um, one is Mercedes. So yeah. Buck, who is actually the father of this yeah. baby, um, reveals to Mercedes because he's freaking out. He's really upset. He just wants to be with Quinn and he wants to like prove that he could be a good father. Yeah. Primarily because his dad is not in the picture and he wants to like, you know, be better right. than his parents. Uh, well, not really his parent because they never actually raised him, but mm. he he slips and tells Mercedes, who, you know, who's played by our favorite Amber Riley, um, yeah. that he is actually the father of Quinn's baby, mm. um, which is she is the first person outside of Puck and Quinn who know that he is the father of this baby. Yeah. Wow. Um, and in this episode, one of the reasons why this episode is so emotionally draining and difficult <laughs> is because uh, 
you meet Quinn's parents for the first time and yeah. um, they are portrayed as a like like very well off like yes. strict religious household yeah. um, and that's one of the reasons why she's afraid to tell them was because yeah. she's afraid of how they'll react and understandably so because in this episode um, Finn lets her parents know by him singing a ballad to Quinn at at their, it's like family dinner. Yeah. Um, I'll stand by you. No, that you're having my baby. Oh. Ah, which is like the worst. It's not a good song either. <laughs> no offense. But no. Long, long, long story short, her parents find out and they kick her out. Yeah. They're like, you're not. Really and, it really, and it was really driven by her father. Yeah. Um, which Quinn is very much like a daddy's girl kind of character yeah um, which can relate um but there's yeah the, it ends very poorly in that her parents and Quinn is just crushed of course she is yeah. to be rejected by her family and then she ends up moving in with Finn and his yeah. mom temporarily mm -hmm. um while things are figured out and so yeah this episode it's got like one end of just like cringy uh like schoolgirl has a crush on Mr. Shoot uh, on the teacher mm -hmm. um while at the same time there's this very heart-wrenching you know movement of like this is why Quinn was afraid to tell her parents yeah it was really bad and just like some of the lines she said she was like I would be expecting to have my father to hold me and tell me that it was going to be okay yeah and, like, really like oh my gosh moments yeah and he couldn't and he couldn't look at her and see her the same after that yeah it was terrible and the mom was silent it was just, oh it was just too much yeah there there was definitely some like not necessarily abuse but like definitely like this it's my way or the highway from the dad um from her father and her mom was just kind of like she kind of seemed like a she drank to get through uh her marriage and her life kind of feeling yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like not she you could tell the mom wanted to like figure it out with Quinn but her dad yeah. was just like nope I, I don't have a daughter anymore I'm kicking you Oof. out yeah like I don't remember if you exactly said that but that's what it felt like it was it um, was very close to that if yeah not. and that yeah. uh, what an awful thing to hear yeah and I'm sure it's relatable it's really sad mm. And I, I have like a serious question that I want to get your opinion on. Um, yeah. And then we can talk about like school, school teacher crushes, I guess. <laughs> but like on a serious note, something that kind of caught me off guard this time that I think I've seen this episode three times at this point yeah. and was the idea of Quinn had asked Finn not to tell her parents like she was never like we should tell my parents like she was just like don't tell them and while Finn who at this point still thinks he's the father of this baby yeah um he's having a lot of anxiety he's feeling really stressed out he's worried right. he wants more support from the adults in their life because remember these are teens or they're right. to be teens they're basically 30 year olds but they're playing oh. teenagers <laughs> but like he reveals the pregnancy even though Quinn told him not to. Yes. Which really bothered me. 
Like it mm. really bothered me this time around in a way that it hadn't before. And yeah. like, what do you think about that? Like, like I understand that like he's not the one carrying the baby, but he is mm. also part of the conversation. Right. And so it's just this like, yeah, what do you think? What do you think of you that? Know, I feel like this is kind of like a modern conflict, which it's hard to kind of say because it's like if something happens to a child, the parent is obligated to know. But we've started to have more of a conversation of if something happens and they're not in a safe space to reveal certain information, right? You shouldn't do it. Because I've we, you know, we've read, we've been a part of you know, like readings or maybe even know people who may could not say certain things to their parents because they weren't in a safe space. Right. Or they weren't prepared for what could happen if they were cut off or pushed away or abandoned or even abused. Right. Right. So I think it is case by case and I can see how that bothered you because that kind of did bother me too. It was kind of like she was trying to figure it out and she knew how her parents would respond. So don't tell them. I know I would eventually have to, but don't tell them because I just know that the response is going to cause more issues to what we already have. Yeah. I, I think to the, like I, I have, I have, sympathy for fit like yeah. I, i'm not saying like he's a total jerk i can't believe he did this but like yeah. it, it was this like very like serious moment of she she knew this was going to cause more harm than already what was being dealt with yeah and she was right like it's and i mean and sometimes you have well and the thing is like this actually happens that yeah you absolutely. know like that that teenage girls get pregnant and yeah. kicked out by their family and sometimes yeah. they're religious and sometimes they're not yeah um, but it typically is the like really strict sometimes christian households or I yeah mean, or yeah just any strict you know anyways but like i mean i remember i don't i don't know if i talked with my mom about this watching it as a teenager and i I was a goody goody. I was not mm. sleeping with people in high school. Like it was just, like, that wasn't my, my vibe or what I wanted, but mm. um, I mean, and also just not, just not me. Um, mm. But like, I remember, I think I remember talking to my mom about like, if I ever got pregnant as a teenager, like, would you kick me out? Mm. You know, cause that yeah. was the primary narrative yeah. that happens with like teens who are raised in a Christian home, you know? Yeah is you know what and that brings or us back or, or, or very religious home i wouldn't say just yeah religion, but, yeah but exactly. in, in our cultural context exactly. it is typically that anyways yeah. and, and, and then we can spin it and be like well how did they even get pregnant because the sex education has gotten better but back when Ooh, we i don't know if i agree with i mean Sorry, go ahead. You finish your thought. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like the conversation about having more sex education has gotten better. Um, but when we were younger and living in a in our situations, I wasn't even taught about like, and I'm gonna be honest, if my parents listen, they do. I wasn't really taught about sex through my parents. Mm -hmm. I was taught at school when people were kind of already sexually active. 
Yeah. And with that being said, with sex education comes with protection. And a lot of what I know from actually experiences with family and people outside of family is that they may not know much about sex, but because it's a natural thing, they figure it out and they don't realize that something like pregnancy or STDs come from that because they weren't educated on that. Yeah. And so the blame is not fair when the kid ends up pregnant and they're like, oh my gosh, because they weren't, there was no conversation in the household that yeah. was honest. Yeah. Which we don't know Quinn Fabray's situation. We don't know. Obviously, like as president of the celibacy club. Yeah. Like, <laughs> again, the whole concept of the celibacy club is nuts. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, we don't know like, who taught her if anybody taught her or if she figured out on her own. I mean I think Quinn Fabray is smart enough that I don't think that she doesn't understand but I don't know we don't talk about that part of this no, and she was also like a cheerleader where you know dare I say they're more promiscuous and you know more comfortable well that is the stereotype yeah and it was, a, yeah. it was an accurate stereotype with that that right right well well I think too I think like let's think about the stereotypes of groups of kids yes except that like when I think about it like performance kids mm-hmm. or like dr- yeah. drama drama kids are mm-hmm. kind of thought of as like sexually explore exploring and like exp- yeah, well, uh, let's be honest every teenager is exploring whether in in healthy safe ways or yeah. ways where they're like I have no idea what's happening and I'm just gonna right. go with it because my hormones are going off like right but like what I think about it is like we we joke about like the jocks and the cheerleaders and I mean I love that we live in a time where it seems like those these groups are less and less divided yeah and honestly it's yeah. it's other things that are separating groups of people but like <laughs> like the joke is that like oh they're they're all having sex with each other well, yeah. but that joke is also made about band kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. also made about, like, I, I, I think that joke is made about every teen group to an extent. Yeah, except the nerds. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And <laughs> in my in my experience with my high school, uh, the nerds were not an exception to that rule. Like, oh. and it is, it is wild to think about, like, how... Like it's a difficult topic. We're not gonna yeah. like fig- like this isn't the podcast to figure out this problem, but yeah. like, but <laughs> like, problem. like one thing I was gonna say before I let you say what you're gonna say, which I need to work on that, is like oh, yeah. I I think that sex education has gotten worse. Um, oh. I think I think it improved for a while, mm-hmm. um, but because of um parents who are concerned about the public education system teaching yeah. their kids that they mm-hmm. would rather teach their kids yeah um they're worried and i'm not a parent i don't want to speak too broadly but or, or too specifically i should say but there's a lot of movement against having such a sex education mm-hmm. at all in school yeah. but the problem though is is that I hate to say it, but some adults and some parents, more than I think we realize, don't really know how these things work either. <laughs> like, like they know in in, in practice, mm-hmm. but they don't know the biology. They don't they don't know how to like explain to their kids like you have hormones and they make you feel a certain way. Like mm-hmm. they just know, 
and uh, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I'm an, I'm an advocate for appropriate conversations for different age groups, but yeah, yeah there's a lot I'm, of movements against, yeah, against all kinds of education about biology and, and sexual education right well, now. So, yes. And basically what I just want to leave as like a basic foundation is that it's very important to talk about it at home. Some yes. sort of way in general, right. yes, you can argue about how the school system does it and all this, that and sexuality right. and, age and all that stuff but i need i need the parents of yeah. the child that they brought into this world right for them to tell them how they were brought into this world because it's a good way to take care yeah. of them and keep them safe and, and make that like don't make it so weird that's the thing too it's like this mentality of like i'm your parent not your friend and there's a weird boundary that shouldn't necessarily be a boundary because as for my child i would want my child to be able to come to me about most things without feeling ashamed or uncomfortable and yeah. especially sex. And that's something I didn't realize until I got older, but I'm like, like, come on now. If I yeah. can't talk to my parents, I'm going to talk to somebody else and that may be dangerous and right. send me somewhere I don't need to be. Yeah. So I fully um, agree. Yeah. 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 Well, again, this was a heavy episode just for, <laughs> for that yeah, one. But and Right, and I know yeah. where we're going. Are we going to the lighter side of the episode? I was like, I think it'd be fun to end with. Um, well, let's talk about the music that's in this episode first. Oh, true. So, the the whole song that started the weird crush between Rachel yeah. and Mister Shoe was "Endless Love." Yeah, which I'm which like, is a great song, but ugh. great, oh, amazing song. <laughs> but like, as a teacher, sorry again, again, Mister Schuster is a little dumber than I remember him. Yeah. Uh, it's like no, you don't sing. You don't sing this with the student. No, even mm -hmm. as an example, or you know. Yeah. Um. Weird. And then we we already talked about gonna gonna take care of your baby or gonna have your baby. Yeah. Well, the yeah, Finn sings uh, at this like family dinner with Quinn's parents. The right. you're having my baby because right. he's trying to to tell her because he, he tried to tell her parents without actually like saying it out loud right um, which is cute and then it kind of transitioned into the i'll stand by you which is an iconic song yes throughout all of glee yeah and he's like singing to the sonogram or the mammoth oops which gram sonogram <laughs> so yeah sonogram is the <laughs> um, but i i also think too Honestly, one of I think my favorite song of this episode was the mashup. So like Mr. Shoe's idea to try to like derail Rachel's flirty, mm. flirty actions yes. was to sing another song to her, which totally backfired. But I because he's trying to communicate to her like I'm not I'm not interested in you yes. at all because you're a child. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I love he sings a mashup of um, don't stand so close to me by the police um and then young girl which i think is by it's by gary puckett and the union gap i feel like there's another song but yeah <laughs> he's trying he's literally singing don't stand so close to me mm -hmm. um and the 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 thing though is a is that that song is about you know the singer is singing don't stand so close to me because i can't resist you and so and that's how Rachel takes it so she takes it as like further proof that this crush was gonna work out but 
exactly. thanks thank god by the end of the episode like that was cleared up of like no honey boo boo i'm not i'm i'm not i'm not interested and also i appreciate like rachel's character apologizing to mr schuster yeah making it weird you know for like yeah developing a weird crush and it was troublesome too because he had the trauma with the other student who like tried oh that's right harm herself like basically they made light of it because it is a dramedy but a girl fell for him and literally was so upset when he said this is inappropriate that he ended up she ended up like trying to self-harm herself by eating like the world's hottest pepper and remember because her last name was pepper but i can't remember her first susie pepper susie pepper (laughs) yeah she tried to she tried to um she tried to hurt herself by eating the world's hottest pepper and they say that she burned a hole in in her esophagus and she had to have a replacement oh gosh and then she shows up in the episode yeah because she's going to school there because she's a kid and she's going to high school oh my gosh yeah it was great but it brings brings us to kind of like how we want to wrap up the episode teacher crushes Mm -hmm. because you're not a human if you can't say you didn't have no teacher crush like come on i i didn't i mean the closest i can think of is um in high school my well first of all my senior year of english was a joke but that's another conversation for another time but our we started the year with one teacher we ended the year with another because something mm. happened and that's a we don't have time for that story um <laughs> that's a good story um but, i have a story like that too yes but the guy that ended up teaching our class um he was like definitely younger like thinking about mm. it now he's probably in his like mid late 20s but he was mm. married he had like three kids you know what i mean like oh, he was yeah. he was like you know he was he was claimed and he was like very cute like i remember thinking like oh like he's more attractive than the other teachers that are at the school but like I was never like oh my gosh like he's so dreamy <laughs> probably probably because the other girls that were in in my class were doing that yeah. and I you know me being my like silly hipster self was like mm. I'm not doing that <laughs> right no I that's, think, the close, I said, yeah. that's the closest I've never really mm. had like a teacher crush no wow okay yeah. so- I was never super infatuated by a teacher, but I've had teacher crushes, but I I was always a personality person. I can see someone yeah, attractive, yes. but like if your personality's off, that was a turnoff. And I have plenty of teachers who were like that. I had a teacher who was a math teacher. She was gorgeous. She was an ex-cheerleader, blonde, but she could not teach and she was oblivious to everything that happened around her. And she eventually got fired because everyone complained about how we all failed tests because she never taught any of the actual material. Um, so no, faulty personality. <laughs> um, the only teacher that I had a crush on that was like fantastic all the way around, uh, male or female, was Senior Listma. Oops, am I allowed to say her name? I'm saying her name. She, <laughs> she, right, she was a gorgeous woman. She was half German, half mexican i believe beautiful complexion had freckles mm-hmm. and lol and she had a great figure which was so funny because this was high school so I was how old were you? Yeah. Every, everybody was losing it i think this was freshman year and it was so annoying because everyone found her attractive and the boys being the rowdy rough boys they are with their little hormones they used to find ways to get her to 
I already know where you're going. Yeah. I dropped my pen. Can you yeah. read it for me? That's sexual harassment. I'm just saying, like, isn't it wild? Oh isn't no, wild? I said her name. Okay. Of course, of course, I would never like that's ridiculous. But it's like, yo, like, this is weird. And I don't know if she, it was just one of those things. It was like, it was happening so much. She may have eventually caught on, but she used to work out. And when she used to go for it, she used to be like, ow, oh, my legs hurt so much because she used to do squats and stuff. And they would eat it up. And it was really odd to be a part Reese's of that. Reese's buffs, eat them up, eat them up, eat them up, sorry, <laughs> wow i didn't expect that Sorry, that's, but okay but sometimes you say anyway she was a great teacher had great yeah. personality she introduced me to beyonce's uh, b-day album in spanish oh yeah yes they did irreplaceable in spanish and uh uh yeah irreplaceable and it was like she used to do like teach us left and right she would be like a la esquera, a la esquera. and she was like you know the song by beyonce and she was great mm. and she was fantastic. So she was yeah. an all-around great person, but most people didn't have a great personality after, you know, be like, oh, you're so attractive. And then you would be like, no, you're not smart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, smart enough, but not that smart. Um, but that's where I was at. But teacher crushes are cute. They're innocent. I mean, kids have them. They'll like bring an apple or they'll apple. I don't know if they do apples anymore, but hugs and, you know, they try to get their work in on time. I'm like, whatever helps you get your assignments in. I mean, you can have a crush. Just don't be weird and don't be like obsessive. Right. And basic. Right. There's a difference between yeah. having a little crush on a teacher versus trying to get them to do things because you think it's hot. <laughs> or or like flirting uh, with them or like Rachel Berry pops up in yeah. his house. House, yeah. like, you house know. invasive property. Yeah. No, illegal and gross things that aren't right. Don't do it. For um, anyone. Forget teachers, anyone. And that's the lesson for today, <laughs> friends, is don't be creepy with your teachers. <laughs> or anyone <laughs> at all. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we got to wrap up, Jasper. But do, but we go. the next episode. Oh, I'm so excited! Woo! Bye.